Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Musical Splitting Podcast. I am your host and large-nosed, smooth-talker, Kava Taharian. And I'm the hot, dumb idiot who can't word good, uh, Angelina Mia. Oh my god, it's perfect. It's, it's like so the two of perfect. us. This is a movie about us already. Uh, yeah, we are. Well, what, what are we on about? We, we are on about Today. the 2021 uh, Cyrano film. Uh, Cyrano de, de Bergerac. Yes, I think it is just stylized technically as Cyrano here. Uh, Cyrano. Because it is a musical and, you know, you got to have like the blank, the musical thing. But no, um, yes, we're doing Play. Cyrano, the 2020, 2020, 2021 Joe Wright movie starring Peter Dinklage uh, that uh, kind of came and went in theaters and was a movie that I saw the trailer for and was like, oh, mm-hmm. that seems exactly like something for me. But it's being released in February, so it's probably only going to be in theaters for like three weeks max. Five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have a small child. So <laughs> like it, no dice. that is exactly what happened. It came and went. And then uh, my brain can only hold so much information at one point, And then I forgot about it existing. And then a friend asked me about my opinion of it. And I was like, well, wait a minute, I'm going to save this for musical explaining. So now here we are yeah. getting right to it. Sarah now. Yeah. Um, I, um, Sarah got a screener for it in uh, whatever, December of 2021, I guess, like you were saying, uh, and like the 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 logo for it is like this really thin, like eighteen hundreds y kind of like cursive. Yeah. And so like she would just passively be like, "What the hell is Crino?" Like she couldn't, <laughs> she didn't realize that it was Cyrano, and she was like, "What is Crino?" Like it just looked too weird to her. <laughs> so we kept calling it Crino. You've been sitting on cry. You've been sleeping on Crino this whole time. Yeah, you Crino this whole Crino. time. You could have. You could have been out there spreading the good news about Crino instead of letting it bomb in theaters. Yeah, and we didn't even know it was like a musical. We didn't know anything about it. I just wow. sort of was like, I don't know. Also, the the like you said, the sort of marketing of it. I was like, it doesn't seem like a musical. Even it was just like, oh, I guess it's like some. Cyrano prestige making of like, you know, with with Peter Dinklage is like all I really knew. And I was like, oh, that's probably cool. Like, maybe we'll watch it. Just add it to the pile of screen because they send so many screeners in the winter. Uh, and of course, we never got around to it. Um, and now here we are. We're finally going to watch Crino. So I'm very um, I don't know if I'm very excited, but I'm excited to finally make use of. <laughs> Of Crino. Nick uses the screener. I don't know if we still have it, but. Oh, uh, anyway, <laughs> you can't even watch my... the original copy of Crino you got. That, yeah, like, Crino. That's our that insider cool for... Hollywood story. Sold that on eBay for $5. All right. So, why don't, well, yeah. you know what? Let's just, let's just get into the notes then, because there's a lot of interesting yes. stuff about this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really psyched to discuss, but let's go. Let's go. Let's yes. Cyrano okay. go. Um, Cyrano <laughs> is a 2021 musical romantic drama film directed by Joe Wright and with the screenplay by Erica Schmidt. Based on Schmidt's 2018 stage musical of the same name, itself based on the 1897 Edmund Rostand play Cyrano de Bergerac. The film stars Peter Dinklage, Haley Bennett, Kelvin Harrison Jr., and Ben Mendelsohn, along with music by Aaron and Bryce Dessner of the rock band The National. Oh, interesting. Aren't were they like an emo-ish band? They were like a like a kind of indie rock band. You didn't um I, I I had a boyfriend who was really into The National at one point, but I can't say I really know their music that much. But they they are a very popular like indie rock band. I just know them unfortunately uh, as I know one of the main people in this movie from they did a a cover of a, I think the Reigns of Castamir for Game of Thrones season two. And I was like, oh, I like this cover of this. Oh, this guy's from the National. Oh, that was a band this guy I dated really liked. And that's about the extent of it. But All yes, right. 
Crushing hard on his childhood friend Roxanne, our titular Cyrano finds himself in an impossible situation. For though he is a man of many talents, a gifted swordsman, and moreover, a brilliant writer, his love for Roxanne is complicated by two things. Number one, Christian de Nivellette. 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 Nouvellette, Christian de Nouvellette, a handsome but tongue-tied fellow soldier whom also falls for the luminous woman and manages to catch her romantic attention. And number two, Cyrano's conviction that his looks will forever keep him from winning the love of any woman, let alone Roxanne. When a bargain is struck between Cyrano and Christian, to quote the former, I will make you eloquent when you make me handsome, emotions and intentions quickly spiral out into the direction of tragedy. Will Cyrano ever be able to make his intentions known to Roxanne? Will we, as a society, ever do enough to deserve Peter Dinklage? The answer is no. Does the existence of of a Cyrano imply the existence of a Syra? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Sorry. No, it's perfect. Uh, All this and more in Cyrano. Ta-da! This incarnation of the famous love story was first staged by Goodspeed Musicals in 2018 at the Terrace Theater in Connecticut, helmed by Erica Schmidt and starring Schmidt's husband, Peter Dinklage. It received a brief second run at the Daryl Roth Theater in New York City the following year, before the film rights were acquired in 2020. It opened to wide release in theaters on February 25th, 2022, after several calendar changes owing to the pandemic, only grossing $6.4 million against a $30 million budget. Oh, wow, that's big. That's pretty rough, yeah. (laughs) It is also the last MGM title to be released before the studio was acquired by Amazon on March 17th, 2022, thus changing the course of history forever. Yes, Cyrano, a movie uh, that did a lot of things to the community. Um, I, uh, I'm very excited this because I, I, do you like Joe Wright as a director? Like, have you, are you familiar with any of his He films? does like a lot of period pieces and he stuff, does. right? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember what he's done. He's, I know the name. Uh, Atonement, like, Atonement was like his first big one. Um, I think maybe actually his first. Uh, oh, you've never seen Atonement. <laughs> Sorry. There's a lot <laughs> of movies great. that I should have seen that I've never seen. Let's see. He's, he's so Atonement, um, Pride and Prejudice, the Pride and Prejudice with Tom Wamscans, aka a great movie. Uh, oh right, right, Tom so Wamscans. Good. No, Sold. I remember when I started watching Succession, I was like, "Holy shit, that's Mr. Darcy playing the exact opposite character." Um, Acting is amazing like that. But uh, so uh, Pride and Prejudice, Atonement, two films I really, really love. He did. Um, and the Karenina, I think, was his third one. Like. Yeah, Darkest Hour, yeah. which I didn't see, and I don't think I'm ever I still going didn't to see. see. <laughs> I'm terrible. I haven't seen it. There's so many movies that come out every year. How are we supposed to keep up with? I all know, of them? like seriously. He directed an adaptation of Eric Anna Karenina that is very strange and polarizing, and stars Kara Knightley and Jude Law. But I personally loved it because it was him trying to do really stagey shit, like really stagey mm-hmm. fourth wall breaking shit, and it's kind of messy, and sometimes it's a little too like I want to look deep, but you know I appreciate you know, when directors take a big swing instead of doing nothing. So like, sure. That's what kind of has me very curious about this, but also he directed the 2015 pan, which is, I guess, kind of a musical. Like I, uh, I did see, I don't remember why either Sarah had it on or someone had it on. I did see the, um, smells like teen spirit introduction of pan and I was like, what in the fuck am I watching? <laughs> what in God's name is this? Yeah. That's uh, so, so. Suffice it to say, I didn't sit and watch the rest of it, but I was like, what? This is a train wreck. I was like, I cannot understand what's happening. It just, it's like my brain broke. Right. Right. Well, so, um, and I just, I had to run away and hide and cry because I was like, this confuses me too much. Too much. We, we, so I, I technically have seen this movie, but I can tell mm-hmm. you nothing about it besides the beginning. Cause I saw it when we were flying to New Zealand to do all the Hobbit stuff during the, like the, like uh-huh. the flight that was 
like from Los Angeles to Fiji. So it was like yeah. like a 14 hour flight after being exhausted and plane drunk um, nonstop for like the last 24 hours. And I remember just sitting there on the plane and seeing a bunch of children sing Smells Like Teen Spirit as there's like a ship floating in. And I remember my brain just being like, that's enough imagination for a day. And I'm just going like, <laughs> to turn that wow. off. And just Even do, you were like, oh, this is oh, that's too much. Yeah, I was like, I think this is just this is this is too much. So I am, am very much like, OK, I, I like the 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 I guess proclivity, the romantic proclivities of Joe Wright. And uh, I don't know how it's going to mesh up against what I remember of Pan. So, yeah, uh, do love me yeah, some Peter Dinklage. Love me. Love me any retelling of Cyrano de Bergerac. Like my mom was so hardcore about him. Um, do you remember? Did you ever see Roxanne? The uh, Steve Martin. Yeah, I remember seeing like parts of it when I was uh-huh. a kid. I do remember it. Well, here's my question. I don't think does Peter Dinklage like have a like a prosthetic nose in this or anything, or is it just no, the fact that, that he's like a dwarf is supposed to be the part that's like the, the he can't get the love because that's the part of him that's it's, holding it's, him back. It's that part which I find really interesting. The, the latter, yeah, I was I like, that's say. an interesting take. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's. I was reading um, an interview with um Erica Schmidt about it and it was about like, well, no, you know, actors can take off like a false nose or whatever at the end of the play. But, you know, Peter Dinklage is someone who has to sit with also, this. Also, like- I feel like uh, I feel like Peter Dinklage is without having seen it. I can imagine that's actually like perfect. Oh, my God. Just, like, yeah. I, could feel- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, yeah. Peter Dinklage is like so suave and sort of like yeah. handsome and has Everyone like that like wit about him. I'm like, Dinklage. yeah. Like Peter Dinklage. I was like, that's I know actually not, smart. If you're not listening yeah. to the show, Peter Dinklage, like, right. but it, please like know that I'm here if you ever need me. I'm just saying that, uh, ladies love Peter Dinklage. No, when I saw the trailer for this again, as I mentioned, I was like, oh, this is this is like the yeah, perfect I could see, combo. Yeah, without without having seen anything, I'm like, I could see. I'm like, that seems like a pretty fantastic casting choice and just yeah. sort of building it around him and his whole personality yeah. and deal and his charisma i think that's actually really smart yeah unfortunately it's a musical but we'll see did Peter it's a oh yeah he did he was a singer in a band i remember seeing all those photos yeah. around where yeah. he was like in some punk band in the 90s or something or some alternative band i don't know what the fuck it was but yeah the only the only song i've heard from this is uh sung by Haley bennett the actress who plays um roxanne in this who's also joe wright's partner wife i forget there's a lot of there's a lot of uh uh, marital nepotism in this movie, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. Uh, but and I and I like it. It's very pretty. Like, uh, yeah, it sounds exactly what like the trailer wants you for it to look like, or wants it to feel like. I guess rather. Like, I read mm-hmm. some Joe Wright mm-hmm. interview where he's like, "This is me putting my heart on the line here. This is me oh, putting no. it all out there, dog." So I'm, I'm just scared. like, "Poor guy. I, know. I don't want to slaughter it too much, but I will have to if it's necessary." It makes me it makes me a little nervous, but uh, yeah, yeah. One I haven't seen, and one that I've been wanting to see. So um, for that alone, very excited. But um. You know, you can sit and watch this one while you're at Comic-Con, you know, just to, you know, decompress. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, how, uh, so you mentioned like you've got a couple friends who are into it. Is there like a fucking, any kind of Cyrano fan base of some sort? Are there oh, tumblers about this and shit? Absolutely. Like, the, uh... I mean, I don't know specifically about this adaptation. I'm not 100% sure. I know there are people who really, really like this and like it got good reviews. It just bombed. You made a musical yeah. about Cyrano de Bergerac that was released in February during like the pandemic, you know, that sort of thing. It's just kind of like a bomb, yeah. but it got, it, it got like nice reviews. Um, so, but, but besides that, there is like a Cyrano de Bergerac fandom and there have been like, 
you know, 8,000 iteration adaptations of it. It's kind of like, you know, like Dracula or Phantom or Three Musketeers, where it's one of those just yeah, like kind it's the of the love standard. triangle, kind of like yeah, yeah, the yeah, dude who can't show himself. Oh, it's very phantomy, isn't it? No, I didn't, like, you oh, know, I, I was trying not to say it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. I'm proud of you. We've special, been really good. It's its own special love story, special God thing. damn it. And uh, yes, you, you ruined it. Also, Cyrano's not a murderer. He's like no, a good guy, it sounds like. He's a dude. He's a guy who could so get it. And a lot of it is just his own self perceptions. But there is, there is, there is a fandom around it. You know, it's a charismatic, well-spoken, I can kind of do everything thing kind of guy trying to get the girl and, you know, putting his own needs, you know, beneath himself, you know, so it's just kind of like, oh, I kind of feel like it would be really funny to see a modern adaptation of this where he like wants to get like some influencer girl or something where he's like he has no concept of like the kind of girl he should be dating that's like good for him i feel like there is there like there was something that was probably made in the early 2000s that was that and i'm just forgetting it off like the top of my head i feel like there's there had to have been it feels like there's some sort i feel like the internet age has produced a lot of these kinds of guys that are like yeah probably like a little too smart for their own good and then get wrapped up in like some weird thing where they're pursuing the kind of girl that like doesn't do anything for them but like society sort of tells them that they're supposed to be about like these kinds of girls because like that's what gets the likes or whatever and it's like fundamentally like just I don't know anyway whatever I'm totally going off of the rails and no, spreading some it, other it's, story it's okay it's Cyrano baby it's all about going yeah. off on the rails I'm sure there's like something about like you can make something about like some guy who makes TikToks for a guy who's bad at making TikToks <laughs> too but TikToks that's what the kids yeah, to, yeah these days he's just a social media manager is yeah. just really all Cyrano is right before you even we need you to be the this. voice of the brand of Cyr- of, of yeah. whatever yeah, yeah of Christian is that his name yeah Christian, Christian yeah. needs like a brand manager right. and then Cyrano writes really good tweets and then everybody falls in love with him and there's an online romance about I, it. I'm sure like our listeners are just going to be pissed at me. There's like, there's like a 2003 movie starring Chris Evans that's a remake of Cyrano. You guys yeah. didn't even remember it. I'm well, like, this story, yeah, this story is like a very old, I mean, obviously it's an old story, but I feel like this. I've seen this story like a whole bunch of times, both yeah. in movies. It just has like a trope and in TV shows a lot too. It's like a very, very common one. Like, yeah. I'm, I gotta right recommend the, the Wishbone head, episode. Could, <laughs> the Wishbone episode. episode's great. <laughs> I'm because I'm old. The first example I always think of is, um, aside from Roxanne, was like my so-called life. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm not remembering though. Like, was there like a series? The whole thing is like Brian is writing letters Uh for Jordan Mm -hmm. Catalano to get Claire. Or not Claire, to get uh, fucking Angela, whatever. My Mm -hmm. sister watched that show, which is why I was like fully aware with it. And there's the Futurama episode where where, uh, Zoidberg has to mate, but like all the other mates, all the other crustaceans are like whatever. And like Fry knows how to, which is funny because like Fry teaches him how to do it. Right, right, right. Um, it's just, it's been used so many times. That trope is very, very common. I always think it's funny though. I always think it's like a good, yeah. uh, it's a good structure for something. It's a fun trope. It's always a good time. You're also under tremendous, or tremendous, I can't even talk. I'm the real, I am the, I am the Christian here. I cannot no, put no, words no, it's together. No, 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 it's fine. It's, it's very hot. It's very hot. So it's I'm just so trying hot. to wrap it up and go. But and yes, you gotta go. let's go you ahead and watch. Bounce, so let's we, watch, uh, let's watch Cyrano, Crino, as Sarah calls it. Let's go watch some Crino. Uh, no Crino. cry while I watch Peter Dinklage. I'm probably absolutely going to cry, but uh, yes. I'm going to go Crino to Crino. Uh, but yeah. And uh, we'll come back from <laughs> the break the and discuss. If you're listening to this podcast, then surely you'll want to head over to Nebula as soon as possible and watch the latest video from Lindsay Ellis regarding the one and only Sir Guy Fieri. Guy was America's most loved cooking personality until suddenly he wasn't. Then, like a miracle, he quickly became everyone's favorite small bean. Lindsay asks why in this new examination of the mayor of Flavortown's notoriety. 
As always, it's a delightful romp filled with insights and dry humor. But more importantly, it's cool because you can support our former Musical Spending co-host, as well as one of the current Musical Spending co-hosts, because Angie was a co-writer on it. Nearly all Musical Splitting co-hosts were involved in the creation of this video, except for me, because I have no discernible skills or interests beyond being bothered by the existence of the musical theater medium. You can find this video and many others on Nebula, a video streaming platform built by and for creators with dozens of high production originals. Along with videos and podcasts, you can now learn skills from your favorite personalities and fully produced classes available exclusively on Nebula. And lastly, but not leastly, subscribers get a special feed to listen to this show ad-free, if you're into that sort of thing. Right now, you can get 40% off an annual subscription by going to nebula.tv slash musicalsplaining. Once you're a part of the club, you can gorge on videos from other friends of this podcast, like Maggie Mayfish, Princess Weeks, Todd in the Shadows, and so many more. Again, go to nebula.tv slash musicalsplaining for 40% off an annual subscription and support your fellow creators. And we have returned we, from France. We have returned from France. It's actually Sicily. France. It's film. It's it's Sicily, France. It's France. So France. Sicily, France. Sicily. Uh, but Sicily, I guess you're France. Right. Yeah, Sicily. Because uh, like they basically like blocked off a whole island in Sicily or like around Sicily to like shoot this whole movie. But. Uh, yeah. Uh, during COVID. During COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, we're back uh, after having watched Cyrano. 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 <laughs> uh, we have thoughts on Cyrano. We'll get into it, but let's go and do our summary real quick. So Cyrano, as you might expect, is about a character. Spoiler alert. His name is also Cyrano. He's this dude who's like real good at swords and real good at words and just real good at like being a, a bro who's like, Cool as shit. Yeah, he's just like the he's like the most he's the most dude that has ever existed. And so like this opens yeah. on his uh friend Roxanne who is set to be married to like this uh duke who a duke, a duke another evil duke. So many evil dukes. Like we will never <laughs> cast perfectly with as a uh, or Ben Mendelsohn. Yes. I just was like, yep, yep, yep. yep. This is yes. this is give me this give me Ben Mendelsohn as an insane <laughs> yeah. duke wearing crazy makeup who like wants to murder people. I was like straight into my veins. Lived lived for it. Uh, but like so she's like being basically like prepositioned to marry this guy. But like you know she, it's the typical like oh she doesn't have the money and he's got the money. But like all she wants love triangle. All she really yeah. wants is somebody to love. And on like the beginning of this. She is going to the theater and her carriage mm -hmm. passes by this beautiful young man who she locks eyes with and is like, who's that? Right as she gets to the theater, you know. OK, so the play starts then and then an actor comes out and he's like the big hot shit. And just as he starts, he gets like this like. Fuck you! You're not talented. Yeah, you from get, the back from of the audience. Yeah, live action uh, Twitter IRL. Basically, <laughs> right. they don't even have, they couldn't post back then, right. so they had to just scream it at people on stage. Right. I was gonna say he'd make a great YouTuber. Um, just yeah. like, uh, <laughs> but like saying like you suck, and it's 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 Cyrano, and ever and Cyrano's kind of like everyone knows who like, Cyrano oh, is. Like, oh shit, yeah. Cyrano's. They don't show him. You just you hear him first. Yeah. You hear him first and then you find out and it's Cyrano and it's Peter fucking Dinklage. And so basically he makes this actor like run off stage by insulting yeah. him and uh, just like humiliating him nonstop. Because, of course, everyone immediately whenever Cyrano like poses a threat goes for the fact that Cyrano's a dwarf and they make fun of him for yeah. that. But like, you know, they're mean to him. About then it. he physically like and and mentally like puts them in their fucking place. So that happens. But then like a guy like 
like another guy in the audience is like, oh, well, fuck you, Cyrano. And then like it ends up. Well, I think this is the Duke's. uh, This is the thing I couldn't figure out is like, is that the Duke's lover? Is it the guy that they went with? Yeah, I think I think it seemed like the subtext subtext, of it. I couldn't. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think that that the Duke came with his bro and he's just like, oh, I tried that dress on. It didn't fit me like in the book. I was like, I think it's implied that they're lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. So uh, basically, uh, Cyrano humiliates him and then he like tries to stab Cyrano in the back. But like Cyrano, like, you know, defends himself and ends up killing him and like kills the dude. Yeah. yeah. So so that happens. And then after that, he's hanging out with his bro, who's like the captain of like his whole like of the guard. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because Cyrano's like a badass soldier. Like he's a very good swordsman. He's not just like a rough and tumble, you know, the guy who just sits around and like fights people. He's actually like a trained yes. soldier who's like part of the army and he's like really respected. And all these dudes are like, dude, you're the man. Yeah. And so like he's hanging out with his bro and like he, he also has seen Roxanne tonight. And Roxanne is like, oh, Cyrano, you're always picking fights, you silly. Because yeah. they've been friends <laughs> since childhood. And so he's talking to his like bro and he's like, look, I really love Roxanne, but I. I really can't make this happen. She would never love me for who I am. And his his bro is like, no, you got to like tell her. Well, no, technically he would never. He thinks that she would never love him, not for who he is, but for what he for is. What which he is. In yes, this case yes. is a, a little person or a dwarf, which is what is makes it sad because it's especially because it's Peter Dinklage. You're like, bro, no. <laughs> Everyone you loves you, Peter yeah. Dinklage. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, so uh, then like um, her her maid shows up, her attendant or whatever. And she's like, look, Roxanne wants to meet you, Cyrano, tomorrow to like tell you something really yeah. important to chat. Yeah. And then so he's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's like, oh, and fuck. like his, his yeah. bro is gassing him up and being like, oh, shit. So he goes the next morning. You got this. Yeah, they meet in secrecy and she, <laughs> wear your cologne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All this shit. He's just like, let me give you some tips. He's writing yeah. like poetry for her. And then he shows yeah. you got to neg her first <laughs> right? and then like, you know, whatever. Yeah. They're having a whole. They they have their thing. So he shows up. They meet in private at like a bakery. And like she shows up and she's just like, she's all excited. She's like, oh, I'm in love with somebody. And he's so witty. And, you know, it's like basically like he thinks like she's talking about him. And it's like so sad yeah. because she's like, oh I God. think he's handsome. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, it's like, oh, it's all the words he wants it's her to. Like, finally. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, my God. She feels the same. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's this guy that I saw last night named Christian. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, you like the deflation. Fu- it's straight up is just like it was like we're a couple of besties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like so he's like, he's <laughs> Cyrano took me out to dinner like some girl is going to be very lucky. Right. They need oh, to no. treat him well oh, or else no. they'll have to deal with me. Yeah. It's literally all it was. It was like, I hate, it's painful. I hate using the word, but like the friend zone, like he got friend zone. Yeah. Oh, they got straight friend zone. He got straight friend zone so hard. And like, she's like, it's this guy named Christian. And also she, he's going to be a new recruit in like your, 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 um, mm-hmm. in your guard. And he's like, oh, and she's like, well. He's like, how, how do you love him? She's like, I don't know. He just looks beautiful. And he looks like he's going to probably have a beautiful mind, too. Can you watch after him so he doesn't get his ass kicked? And then, yeah. like, we meet Christian and he is like the sweet. He's and, he, and he begrudgingly does it. Basically, yeah. Cyrano's yes. just like, fine. If it makes her happy, he, he will do like, it. Yeah, if it makes her happy, maybe this will make her love me yeah. as if I help her fall in love with this other guy. Yeah, it's very sad. And uh, <laughs> so Christian shows up and he's like very sweet, but like, yeah, he's he's not good with words. And like he and Cyrano uh, are about to fight. And then Cyrano's like, oh, wait, this is the guy that like yeah. she wants me to look out for. So he's immediately like, oh, she's my, you know, we're like brother and sister. I can't fight you. And then they kind of like bond immediately over the fact that 
that like they don't know how to because like that's that's the thing as much as Cyrano has words mm-hmm. he does not know how to talk to Roxanne you know like yeah, yeah yeah and like that also Christian doesn't know how to talk about Roxanne and like it's becoming like a begrudging broship and Cyrano's like well okay um, how about I write words for her because she's gonna want you to write letters that's what she wants mm-hmm. is letters and I'll do that and you know I'll, I'll I'll basically gas you up and make it look like. I'm speaking for you and like, cause like, yeah. Christ, cause that's all Christian wants is to be able to like impress Roxanne to have the words. Straight up catfishing of the era. Right, right, right. <laughs> so they start this agreement and then like, there's, there's some more nonsense with like the Duke trying to kill Cyrano again. And there's like this badass fight that he has. And uh, mm-hmm. the Duke is then also like meeting up with Roxanne and Roxanne's just like, Oh shit, shit, shit. You know? Cause the Duke is pressuring her more and more like, what should I do to like win your love? And she's like, Hey, there's a war going on. How about to get back at Cyrano? You keep them here and don't send them to war as a means to keep Yeah, both... That'll make him upset. Right. He doesn't get to go be honorable. Oh yeah. Yeah. We should say the whole point is like, Roxanne feels like she has to marry yeah. the dude, or not her, but uh, her maiden. I don't know. Atten- what the fuck yeah, she is. yeah, her 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 attendee, her like her chaperone. Side. <laughs> yeah, chaperone is like, no, you should marry him because he's like, you know, it's classic. It's like he's got money, like it'll help you, you know, live. Blah blah blah. She's like, I want to marry for love. She falls in love with Christian. Meanwhile, the Duke is putting pressure. I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. I think we forgot that detail, but thanks, yes. thanks for clarifying. But yeah, so he, so he, she's like, she finds a way to kind of like manipulate him into like letting Christian and Cyrano stay so they don't go off to this war, you know, so she can yeah. like be around Christian. And so uh, basically, this culminates in like one of the most famous scenes from any adaptation of Cyrano, mm-hmm. where like uh, she's at the balcony and Christian wants to speak to her in person, and like yeah. it starts with like Cyrano like whispering the words to him, and it gets like because mm-hmm. oh oh sorry. Sorry, sorry. I skipped the thing. Christian tries to meet her in person and it yeah. he fumbles it so fucks hard. It he fucks it up so badly. And she's like, it's yeah. <laughs> it's great. He's just like, she's like, say she basically she's like all excited that he's going to like have all these like crazy, beautiful right. like ways of expressing his love to her. He literally just keeps being like, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really, really love you. Yeah. I love you a lot. And yeah. she's like, are you OK? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And he, he, and then he sort of runs away. And he's like, sorry, bye. Yeah. He fumbles it really, really hard. And so, of course, that's how we get to the scene where like uh, he's at the balcony and Cyrano's like hiding and like whispering words to yeah. Christian and like it's it's very clunky and awkward and va- basically it ends up with Cyrano actually speaking as himself mm-hmm. to her from behind a wall and there's all these like like why is your voice so much deeper like why yeah. <laughs> why, why like th- that sort of thing but it's 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 played for kind of like like laughs but also like a it's just you know let's get to the fun thing and actually have Cyrano speak yeah. his actual yeah. words and it culminates of course in Christian getting to kiss Roxanne and then like the Duke shows up and he has this whole like contrived like I'm gonna marry you tonight um, and if you don't marry him tonight I'm still gonna bang you tonight so um she and Christian get married very, very quickly. Like this all happens in yeah. like the space of a night. Yeah. And uh, the Duke shows up and then sees that like, oh, Roxanne is married to Christian and Cyrano's just kind of hanging out there too. And he's like, well, you know what? Fuck you all. I'm sending you guys yeah. to like the, to like the, to, war. To, to basically on a suicide mission. And yeah. so he's like, I want to be part of this thruple, but I can't fuck you right. And he's like, this you know what? Thruple. If I can't, if we can't make this a love, like what would this be? A, a tetrahedon if it's four people? If, tetrahedon. If it can't be a love tetrahedon, then there will be nothing. So a quuple. A quattruple. Right? <laughs> uh, ben, ben Mendelsohn, so fun in this. Um, but uh, so he sends them off to like this like frozen barren wasteland and uh, basically mm-hmm. 
uh, Roxanne is like, hey, make sure sh- watch out for Christian, please. Yeah, make sure Christian's OK. And, and more importantly, make sure he writes like she's like, look, we don't yeah. have, we don't have fanfiction.net. We don't have Wattpad. We don't have <laughs> archive our own. She needs something. So basically they go out to war and it is like progressively bleak. And, um, you know, they're all missing each other. And then the Duke is like basically given a decision of like, should I send my uh, expendable troops to die on this one mission Mm -hmm. or should I send like my like brave ones? And of course he picks the brave ones. And like, that's of course where Cyrano and Christian are. They know they're all going to die. And uh, Cyrano has written his last letter for Christian to send to Roxanne Mm -hmm. and Christian's reading it. And he's like, bro, why is this covered in tears? Like, like, (laughs) like it's very like, it's kind of sweet. He's like, why is this covered in tears? And he's like, Oh, it's just because I'm a poet and poets feel things when yeah. they write. It is like Christian. He's like, what's that like? Yeah. And Chris, Christian basically deduces like, oh, you're in love with Roxanne. And he basically gets Cyrano to admit it. And like Christian's like has like this crisis where he's like, she doesn't love me. She said she loves my soul. And my soul is like your words. You. And yeah. and also she also wrote me and said, like, if I ever got messed up really badly, you know, she'd still stick around like that sort of thing. Like, you know, she mm-hmm. and like Christian's like convinced, like, no, she loves you, Cyrano. So like they have like this like intense bro moment like it is like very like oh yeah. like it's, it's such a bro yeah. and then christian just basically runs to the front of the battle and like gets shot immediately like immediately yeah. gets killed yeah immediately gets killed and then like uh cyrano tucks like that last letter that he wrote into his like coat pocket and mm-hmm. uh basically also gets injured really badly there's like this one song with a bunch of soldiers just singing about like their last letters to like the people that they love or have regrets about not speaking to and then um we flash forward like three years she's volunteering i think sort of yeah basically like because that's what you did if you didn't like have prospects you're just like oh i'm running off to a covent now and uh it's basically like told that like oh cyrano's just kind of like come back but has been like Keep like besides visiting Roxanne once a week, he's basically like not been taking care of himself. Mm-hmm. He's like not doing mm-hmm. the self care, and he still is not. Oh, Christian also is like, please tell Roxanne that you wrote these letters. Like, yeah. Roxanne so needs he's been to sort know. Of sitting on that decision for like three years at this point, yeah. he can't figure out a way to tell her. Yeah, yeah, and then basically his like wound opens up again. It's just like bad. He's like, yeah. it's bad. So like he basically goes up to the the coven and like talks to Roxanne and like it's giving like sweet little nothing. Like they've been meeting every week and like they've been rekindling Mm -hmm. that friendship and everything. And then like, He's like basically like, oh, by the way, I'm dying. And like Roxanne's like, wait, I don't know if he's like, I'm probably going to die tonight. (laughs) Yeah. FYI. FYI. And then basically like. I can't make plans for Friday. Yeah. Oh, but before that, she he's she is like, okay, I think it's time for you to read like this last letter that Christian sent me because it gets back to her. He's been holding off on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been holding that one off. Yeah, so, and it's like covered in blood and all, but also she's like, bro, why is this covered in tears? And like... like, Tears apparently just did not dry up for like years. Tear stains are damning. Like you have to get like a professional cleaner to get that shit out apparently. Yeah. So uh, he, Cyrano reads it, but like, Roxanne realizes he's not actually reading it. He's reciting it. And she's like, oh, motherfucker, yeah. you've been writing. Oh, you've been writing these things this You're the whole one. time. And then he's like, I got to go die now. Like, he, like yeah. <laughs> he's like, I got to run by and die. And he basically falls to the floor. And then like they basically, uh, you know, have this like long confession of like, yes, I love you. And I've always written these. And Roxanne's like, no, I love you. And blah, 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 blah. And then they kiss and then he dies. And that's the end. And he's dead. Yeah. It's that's a, the end of Cyrano. That is Cyrano. It's a pretty straightforward adaption of the play, like pretty much beat for beat that. Oh, that was a lot of words. Like <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you, you blasted through it. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm getting through my Cyrano notes. 
Cyrano. I can't believe we didn't say that earlier. I know, I know. Missed opportunities. But this is a play about or a a movie about missed opportunities. So, you know what? I feel like it's very. Yeah, it's very. It's good. Second Um, chances. Yes. Second chances. Yes. Overall, um, I think the first headline is Peter Dinklage. Good actor. Peter Dinklage. That's a talented guy. (laughs) Yeah. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Put in more movies. Pleasant to look at. Very pleasant. Fun. Very much a leading man. Immaculate speaking voice. Like, please, he's so much fun to watch in this. And uh, my other my other note was like um, Kelvin Harrison Jr. Uh, the way that Christian is played in this uh, is I, I, I really, really enjoy it. Obviously, Ben Mendelsohn, too. I'm like, there's a lot of really fun, good performances in this. Yeah. Um, but what was your other headline? Sorry. Oh, no, I was I'm saying that was like the first one. That's oh, like the most obvious yes. thing to put, I think. Yeah, I think. Um, it, it was funny because I was trying to, rem- I was like watching his face. And I was like, I feel like I just talked about this in another episode. And I remembered it was when we were talking about Rocket Man. Oh, okay. When I was talking about um, Taron Edgerton, where he just sort of like does weird stuff with his face where you're like, he feels, I feel like he just does a lot yeah. without having to do anything. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, uh, Peter Dinklage has that same, although I feel like it's like 10 times more. Yeah. Where like Dinklage just sort of like, st- he could just stare off into space and it just feels like his, fa- it, it, if you just put. Dinklage's face. Just fill up your screen yeah. with Peter Dinklage's face, and <laughs> I'm like, it. "That's good shit, right yeah. there." Like that, I'm just like, "Yeah, that's." <laughs> He's face acting, and like the thing, like yeah. that is very, um, uh, I guess, connected to like just the history of this. Is it feels in, in, on the whole just like very operatic and stagey, and like you mm-hmm, feel the mm-hmm. roots of that in this adaptation, but like. You, like he is giving like a stage performance that also works on film, like but like it is very yeah. much like a like big bravado, like almost like Shakespearean kind of thing. And a lot like, of it felt kind of Shakespearean, yeah, for sure, in the way that it was paced and stuff too. But he has this, you know, I, I'm probably not the first person to say this, but like Dinklage, the thing that makes him so fun to watch is that like he's his eyes are very soulful and emotional. But his eyebrows seem like they're annoyed with you. Yes. So you yes. sort of get the sense that he's like, I'm fucking tired of people's shit because he's smart. That's like you get the sense that he's just exhausted by everybody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he sort of has those. So it's like it's this perfect ratio of like eye to eyebrow Ten, yeah. to like sullenness where you're like, he's just like he's over it. He's always over it. He's clearly smart. Like he's a very gifted actor. And like, that's why when you just put his face on the screen, it just it like does a lot. Right. There's like five, and I feel like, five different emotions going on. It's like angry, like yeah. defeated eyebrows, soulful eyes, sad, twisting yeah. mouth. I'm like, this is like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, just, it's so great. much. It's great. I love him. I love Peter Dinklage. Um, I don't think that's very yeah, controversial. No, 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 no. And it just sort of leads to me to be like, he's a leading man. Put him and and also, and also I don't know how many other films he's been yeah. in, in like this thing, but I'm like a very good romantic lead. I thought. Yeah. Oh, did you, um, did you ever see his uh, breakout film? Uh, the station agent. It's uh, no, I remember, I remember seeing posters for it and stuff. I never actually watched it. It's really interesting. Cause it's like, you know, very indie comedy dramedy, but he's like, he, he's definitely like the romantic lead and he plays against, uh, I think Patricia Heaton and uh, mm-hmm. or not Patricia Heaton. It's, um, Oh, what's her face? I think, uh, the, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even like, uh, Ron Swanson's first wife. Oh, um, well, now I'm thinking Patricia. I know, I know. I know. Um, I'm like, uh, I, fucking God damn it. Uh, Patricia Clarkson, Clarkson. Clarkson. Yes. yes. It's a Patricia. 
so many pats. Okay, uh, I gotcha. Yeah, but like, yeah, he's a really compelling romantic lead, and it's like the the way that like um this is you know Game of Thrones tangent. The way they made like Shay a lot, much more likable character and gave them like all this real romantic chemistry. It's like yes, this is yeah. a leading man, and we he's all very much a leading man. Yeah, yeah this is just going to turn into an hour about how much I love Peter Dinklage. But um yes, great performance. Yes. Um, well, let's let's um let's curb that for yes, now because I yeah. feel like you and I will go off on a tangent about that for an hour. Yeah. As well, which would be two hours, but we can get back to loving Peter Dinklage. But just for the sake of like the meat of the conversation, <laughs> right. let's just let's eat our vegetables first right. and then we'll get into our simping for Peter Dinklage yeah. afterwards. Um, I think just as like an overall, it's a very beautiful looking movie. It's very lush, which actually to you, I was like, oh, this is fun because you'll understand. You you know, these art history references. I was like, it's very like Rococo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded me of like Fragonard's yes, The Swing. Yes, 100%. The specific painting I the, kept the thinking about. The color palettes, about. like we're all there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly the stage stuff. It's like, it's very, it's just lush. Yeah. It just, it's very beautiful looking. It's very lush. Yeah. It's very, and obviously in Sicily is like, it's very gorgeous. Yeah. It looks really nice. Yeah. It feels, uh, it has a kind of Shakespearean tinge to it yeah. and the rhythms and like the sort of the structure of the story mm-hmm. and the kind of the way it plays out. And, and obviously the actors that he's hired, you know, of course, Mendelssohn's a great villain. Mm-hmm. Like all, all the casting's pretty good. I thought that in regards to, so my main criticism of it is like, I wasn't like obsessed with it. I didn't like love it and think it was like the best thing ever, but I also didn't like hate it. Yeah. Yeah. And think it was like terrible. It just was like fine, which considering all the elements that are in it, I thought I would, I, I want to have a stronger opinion about this. And I kind of don't. And I think a large part of that is in terms of um, we can get into the craft of the filmmaking of it, but specifically the musical parts of it were were very they weren't like bad. They weren't like terrible and they weren't like super distracting or anything, but they were just sort of like, I don't know why this is in here. Like they're fine, but it didn't it didn't elevate anything. It just kind of felt like, well, this is a fine song. OK, sure. And it just it, it didn't really it felt like it didn't commit to one or the other. Like if you take all the songs out, it could have just been this like really solid period piece. Right. Yeah. It's acted really well and beautifully directed and all that. But the, but the songs weren't like so terrible that like it distracted me and made me feel like, Oh, why are they singing? This is awful. It just kind of, it all felt very, it, 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 it resulted in a product that to me ended up feeling a little bit, you know, even across the board, like not too hot, not too cold, like somewhere in the middle. And I, and I wanted to feel more passionately about it, considering that this is a story about passion and about these characters that like have this longing. It it felt like it sort of had the, the highs and the lows kind of like stripped away a little bit. So it's all kind of middle, kind of like to use an audio metaphor, but sorry. Yeah, no, for, yeah, I, I'm like kind of 100% in agreement with you here. Like there are a lot of things that I really, really liked about this movie and really, really respected about it. And, you know, it's one of those things we come back to where it's like you swing big and I will always kind of like respect it. And this swings really big in a lot of ways, but like the music does not quite live up to how big everything else is in this, you know, like, yeah. uh, um, it's kind of, it all sounds a little bit the same and there's a lot of like recitative that's kind of very similar. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. like, uh, a, the, the kind of big song, like the, I do anything kind of song is repeated multiple times. So it kind of just, it's, it's not unpleasant. It doesn't sound bad, but it doesn't live up to again, how big this is. And like yeah. these massive feelings of love that are meant to be expressed and like, every single like character that you meet in this kind of is looking for words. Like, like even like the ensemble, you know, everyone wants words and they want to be able to have that like catharsis of words. And like the music never feels like 
that, you know, never or it never yeah. quite hits that like emotional peak. So you have all these incredible things going on, but this is meant to be a musical like and the music just doesn't quite like get there where everything else is. And so it is like, w- yeah, weirdly underwhelming. Yeah, I, I just don't know what the I don't know why he wanted to. It didn't seem like he wanted to do it as a musical in a weird way. The director, it felt like he just sort of it almost felt like. He was like, well, okay, like I'll I'll give it the old college try, which obviously it's not like he's not done any musicals. It just didn't really seem to want to be a musical. It just seemed like there was random parts where they would sing songs. But otherwise, like it was solely rooted in this like, you know, classic kind of period piece style of storytelling. I agree. But I also I don't like here's my thing. It's like, you Ooh, have I love these, it. Yes, let's hear it. Because you have these really big, like almost like Twyla Tharpy operatic, like dance numbers that feel like like it's mm-hmm. Joe Wright being like it's a musical and this is so big and we have these big, beautiful balletic sequences to match like this Rococo like feel and like, you know, these Mm -hmm. big things of love and like the music doesn't match it. Like, like that's, but I think, I think it's kind of like maybe the same thing as the music where like the idea is there and they want it to be like this big thing. And it just, just doesn't quite hit. I think, I think an effort was made to make a musical. You're saying that like there's only so much you could have done with the songs that were given yeah, to him yeah, kind of ex- thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like, see. That makes sense. Yeah, the imagery I, think that's, doesn't, I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah, I think they were just kind of like at odds with the music. Like the music is like, um, you know that, have you seen 10 Things I Hate About You? A funny story. I don't think I've ever seen it in its completion from beginning to end, but I've seen it like <gasps> a thousand times <laughs> sure. in parts Yeah, at a, uh, at, at a certain uh, whatever I'll, I'll talk about it later it's yeah. funny but uh there's like <laughs> not appropriate for on air <laughs> sure sure there's like a there's a moment where uh the the younger sister and her friend are talking and her friend goes i know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed but can you ever just be yeah. whelmed and like whelmed y- yeah. yeah yeah whelmed whelmed and whelmed by like these elements in particular uh which again a shame because i actually really enjoyed watching this i was like this this feels yeah so... i didn't hate it i wasn't angry watching yeah, it yeah like there's like a lot of like like um pauses i had to take to look at like how um like uh the the camera was placed or what the lighting what they Uh were doing with lighting and like i'm like oh this is so beautiful like just really like uh, i'm trying to remember the name of the choreographer for this i think it's um he's or not the choreographer rather the uh cinematographer it's um cinematographer yeah seamus mcgarvey who's done he's done a lot of stuff with Mm -hmm. joe Wright, Mm -hmm. and i guess it's interesting that you say this would be a really solid period piece um because he worked on atonement and um uh, just basically Joe Wright's jam. Joe Wright's right? that's jam. Like all he does yeah, he's like solid fucking. Yeah, he worked on Atonement anyway. and uh, Anna Karenina, which that's the interesting Karen composer to me because he tried to make Anna Karenina feel like a play, like a like a let's we're all players doing a play together and we're doing it on film and like yeah, just like fascinating how he keeps trying and it never quite like worked because I Anna Karenina I feel the same way about like I didn't dislike it but it was just kind of like there's something like. It's weird, yeah, because you're not because I can't point to anything that's like bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I could just be like, oh well, the writing was terrible, right. or like the perform, it's not. Nothing is bad, and cl- clearly a lot of it's very good. It's I don't know. There's some thing that I couldn't quite articulate beyond it, and I'm like, what is it that doesn't? El- it's there's some. It just it's like eighty five percent, and it doesn't go up to like you know a hundred percent for some reason. There's some missing part of it and I, it's sort of an indescribable fucking like umami fucking something or other that I don't know what it is. I kept thinking about Moulin Rouge while watching this because like they're very different uh-huh. movies but like Moulin Rouge sure. is very much like this is high melodrama about like love and like writing love and what is love and blah 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 and like Moulin Rouge is able to kind of like lose that like last veneer of like 
is not only just a musical. It is like the most maximalist thing because love is maximalist, yeah. you know, like that's how it is. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. And Cyrano is just like, it's just kind of just always at slightly held back, you know, and letting go of, of being a traditional movie and not like a big ass romantic musical movie. Tragedy, because I really liked it, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah um, I think that's it, though. I think it needed to really commit like full on to one or the yeah. other. And it sort of doesn't really super commit to either, but it sort of gives you a good glimpse of what each one of them could have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're sort of left like wanting one or the other more. And I'm like, I don't know. It feels it. it, it yeah. Yeah. So the scene that I think that like got like the most there for me where I was like, oh, yeah. shit, like this is leaning into it was like the very first scene where it's like Cyrano has just started writing letters on behalf of Christian and she's reading them. And Christian's yeah. like, oh, my God, you know, and it's just like it's so much. And I was like, OK, like this is what I want this to be like so much, you mm-hmm. know, like and and then it never kind of like quite hits that again. And like, yeah, yeah it's like that's uh, that, I think that was what I was like, oh, I was so drawn in by that number. And then like every other number was kind of like just the same sort of like I love you and the music is and not, again, not bad. Like I feel. Yeah, it's just fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. it's fine. I also feel like, how did you like um, the, I forget what her name is, the actress that played Roxanne? I I liked her a lot. I feel like it's a really hard part to make work, you know? like You think so? Yeah. yeah. Why do you think that is? So when you break down Cyrano, it, it is it is mm-hmm. about two dudes lying to a woman and also <laughs> right, right. also a woman being put in a place by another guy to like be forced into marriage. And so like she kind of has to... It's that rub of like women are unlikable when they have to like do things, you know, that are like Mm -hmm. for themselves, for their own like dignity. And I think it doesn't quite translate as that in this film. Like, I don't think they were very interested in really exploring Roxanne as a character, you know, like. No, they don't. So it falls a little like why her, you know, that sort of thing. Like, I'm just like, right. Yeah. And I think that's like, I thought the actress was very good. I liked her singing voice a lot. I liked the very natural kind of like choices they went with with singers, not like these big ass Broadway singers, but like, yeah. like I liked that a lot. Cause it lends itself really, like it, it falls in line with the aesthetic of this big open airy kind of, you know, bright natural mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that character really works in this version. And like, yeah, like she just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't think Joe Wright was very interested in her outside of like, this is my. No, unfortunately. Yeah. And like, it's his partner playing her in this and like. Oh, that's Joe Wright's partner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. And uh, I think she's very talented and very good, but like, the, yeah, they're not interested in her. And so it kind of like, when you have a bunch of people fighting over this character, like, you need to make her stand out. And, like, it's kind of yeah, just, I agree. Re- it's kind of just, re- they kind of just reduce her to be like, oh, look at her manipulating or just ignoring people. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it, it feels weird. The main thing that I would have looked for in that film is to feel a sense of a better chemistry between her and and Dinklage. Yes, yeah, yeah, to yeah. To get this, especially yeah. because, as I was saying at the top of this, like, Dinklage is such a sharp actor. Like, he's such a smart guy. That I feel like he, you needed somebody who sort of, as you said, like on Game of Thrones, right, where they hired, um, not hired, but what's her name was, it's like having him play against these women who were like sharp and funny and sort of would engage with him in a way where like you could see that's kind of what he's interested in. Again, to your point, like the role is also not written this way, unfortunately, but it's like if this is a guy who's like great with words and clearly really sharp and like. He's very like bored all the time with how stupid everybody is. Yeah. 
not even just how it's written, but sometimes it's just like you see how they can sort of play off each other just in terms of actors on screen. Yeah. I felt like they didn't really have that dynamic, which made it hard for me to sort of get the sense that like also the, the, the age discrepancy too made it, or I guess she just looks a lot younger than him, which I know is like period appropriate, but even still it's like, it felt like, uh, I don't really buy this. I don't really buy her Dinklage being in love with this. Again, I'm saying the actor. Yeah, she felt young. I think that's the thing. Like, she felt very young, even though she's like my age, I think. But like, uh, yeah, it's just like she like the performance feels very young and like immature compared to like someone he'd be interested in. Like there are other versions of Cyrano where you're like, oh, they have such great chemistry. And that's the tragedy. I totally get it. Even like watching Steve Martin's Roxanne. Like, I love that iteration of Roxanne of Daryl Hannah. Uh Like, it's it's so good. It's so fun. Like they have such immense chemistry. And Daryl Hannah is like such a compelling Roxanne. You're like, I love this woman. (laughs) Like, I want (laughs) to like (laughs) I would do bad things, you know, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I think that's I think maybe also that might be the other piece of why this doesn't quite work for me. And I feel bad saying it because I think she's a very talented and lovely actress. No, so, I don't yeah. think I don't think it's her fault. Yeah. I think the fault, like you said, it's it's in how it's written and it's a lack of exploration of like what that character's motive, not motivations, but just like how they're navigating the situation beyond just being a sort of plot point yeah. or like a. You know, just be like, well, I need to do this now so that these other characters can react in this way as opposed to sort of like sitting with her for a little bit longer. So it might have just been not giving her enough to do or not enough screen time or any of that. That's fair, too. It's it's very much the Peter Dinklage show. And I mean, it is Cyrano. So you're like, okay, yeah. But like, I think the Roxanne element was missing. And I feel like, oh, that is really important to this play. The love story was a little bit, uh, you know. (laughs) Because I was like way more, honestly, like way more invested in his relationship with Christian. I was like, they have chemistry. They have great chemistry. Mm -hmm. I love watching these two act off of each other. They're really fun. Like, I I like them. You know, like they were more interesting as like a pair of like an on-screen couple than, um, just just from a performance point of view and a chemistry point of view than than him and Roxanne. So, yeah. Yeah. That was sort of my my other big criticism of it was that was just that relationship feeling not as 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 intense. And also yeah. just I feel like it's weird to say this because he's the fucking star of the movie. I do still feel like they kind of underutilized Dinklage even. Peter Dinklage. Even still. Yeah. yeah. Even still. Again, like, I, I feel like you have this guy who's like very good with words and like very funny and like very sharp and witty and yeah. they sort of, I, I mean, the action scenes were cool. Like it was fun to see him, but I'm like, I kind of just wanted to see him like destroy everybody with words. Cause like, that's what he's really good at. Yeah. Yeah. The, the words are the, the draw. It's cool that he can have like this, like, Oh, he's fighting 10 guys and like setting people on fire. <laughs> Which was good. Yeah. I mean, like, it it's, great. I mean, again, was- I'm not complaining about that. Like that was awesome. And it was cool to see, you know, a per, like a little person be able to do that, which maybe they don't historically get to do that. Like, I think all that's good. It was just it's funny to put Dinklage specific. It's like, again, it sounds insane, but I'm like, you made Peter Dinklage the star of your movie. Like, let's really fucking Dinklage. Yeah, the let's fuck go. Out of this. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Let's not fuck around here. We got Peter Dinklage. More Dinklage. Set. That's it. That's, that's, that's it. my that really is it. More Peter Dinklage because <laughs> uh, I loved him in this. He was great. He made me cry. Uh, his face a lot. Um, but yeah, any other really big thoughts? Because I think I think, yeah, I kind of hatched him out. I was trying to figure out what what wasn't working for me. And now I'm like, OK, like I, I like this. I would watch it again if I had to. You know, like I, you know, I think yeah, I, would I wouldn't back. not recommend it necessarily. I would think especially to people listening to this podcast, like it's worth a watch. It's very beautiful. I think people might have stronger opinions about the songs. I think like whatever. But uh, effectively, no, I mean, I think I think the other thing that I thought I, this is a weird specific note that I don't know if this I don't know if I've just noticed this for the first time in this film but it felt like the music cues came really really early yeah the orchestral cues came really early which 
like for like a good, it's like a good minute and a half of like just whatever the dialogue is happening before they start singing. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. To me, it was, I liked it because it felt, it bumped less when they would break into song mm-hmm. because it felt like the music cue is prepping you. It's giving you plenty of time to prep for it. Sure. And it sort of just transitions into it. I don't know how effective it is to necessarily sit and listen to those songs on like a record because it feels like you're going to hear like three minutes of like, you know, violin cues before somebody actually even sings anything, um, which to me is a bigger debate about like, OK, well, what makes something a proper musical musical in that sense? Like, does it still fall into that category? I think a lot of that part of it, the musical aspect of it is questionable in how it's structured and how it, the music cues come in and how they're sung. I don't I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like it's not any of those things, but I think it would be interesting to sort of dissect those things. But I don't have enough. I'm not the uh, the musical expert here. So how did you feel about those parts of it? I guess, actually, like, I don't know if I did particularly like that element of it because, like, mm, the, the, okay. the, from, I, and it kind of goes back to a lot of, like, why the music kind of felt like it was dragging it down a little bit. Um, you know, that, that old horse of uh, being, like, you know, you sing because it has just hit this critical mass moment where you must sing. And not all musicals necessarily follow that when you have a song number, but, like, you know, it's yeah. kind of like an underlying philosophy to a lot of musical theaters. Like, they sing when you simply must sing. And so, like, having, like, this long, like, lead into a song where you're like, okay, get on. Like, I felt like Millhouse being like, get to the, fu- what are we getting to the fireworks factory? <laughs> like, sing the fucking song, <laughs> you know? So for me, for me, it kind of took a little bit of the, spontaneity out of it like yeah like I, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm inclined to disagree and like maybe that's what wasn't working for me about part yeah. of the reason what wasn't working for me about the music per se like it just kind of like dragged out like you're like just get to it just get to it just, just get, get to, to it. the song just yeah the song. like it's okay like you have like a couple of bars a couple bars great 30 seconds great but like like sometimes it was just like oh just start There's the fucking reading, song yeah. Yeah. yeah and I it feels very much like Yes, this this was written by, you know, a rock band who's not they're not necessarily like writing for the stage and like filling mm-hmm. space. I felt like this compulsion to fill space a little bit. And that kind of took the wind mm-hmm. out of the sails of the music numbers for me. Yeah. Again, perfectly fine music. Like, <laughs> like yeah, not not bad. I feel like I'm it's being like, it's that Tyra Banks thing. I'm only yelling at you because I love you. You know, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Or it's just like I care about you and I appreciate what you were trying to do. I mean, I think as a general note, I think it's good that we now get married later. Yeah, in life right. and that we're allowed to because I just I'm watching this I'm like you guys are just like 19 and horny that's all this you don't love each other you've just never had sex and you're not allowed to and society shuns you for this and just like just I was it made me think of like every like love infatuation I had when I was a kid and it's so funny to watch that now at like the other side of 40 yeah. and being like married and I'm just sort of like you silly kids, you kids like, just figure it out you don't even understand what you're doing yet you don't love each other you're just horny yeah I t- tangential I swear it's related and you know we might have to cut this but so this weekend was uh, a Broadway con I went down had a great time um, met some fans but also what I did was I went to the American Ballet Theater's production of Romeo and Juliet which is like one of my favorite ballets Mm -hmm. and uh, you know like Romeo and Juliet is a story that I always feel like it's a bad rap about being about these big emotions and about love and like kind of like the spontaneity of love making you do things that are maybe a little bit crazy and there was just like so much vitality because you know valet is a very active form of art mm-hmm. and a very vital yeah, one yeah, and it's sure. just about the vitality and stupidity of love and i cried like and i was like thinking about this a lot while watching cyrano and it was just like mm-hmm. yeah i guess the word stayed is like my biggest criticism of it like it just doesn't quite hit that 
like there has to be momentum behind it. And like dancing is a great art yeah. form because it gives momentum, but even, there, there is that momentum's kind of missing. And it's in there, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is acting his ass off, but like everything else is just like not kind of supporting that performance, I think. So yeah, like all I could think about was like this Romeo and Juliet, you know, no words. It's all, you know, dancing. And like there was so yeah. much momentum to it and so much like mm-hmm. gravitas to every like grand gesture. And yes, this was kind of in comparison to just being a little bit held back. Yeah. So I keep coming yeah. back to the same things, but it's interesting because this wants to be ballet. Like this wants to be ballet. This wants to be opera. And like, yeah, it doesn't quite hit. Oh, my other note Should, was like, yeah. it, it also wants to be a little bit like Amadeus production wise. I was like, they were going <laughs> yeah, for definitely. that really hard. I was like, our uh, boy Milos, our boy Milos, his impact is felt. Uh, but that's, that, that's, I think I've, I've, I've covered my bases here. Um, I still recommend yeah, it. I think I did too. It was an interesting film. Yeah. I think like we said, it's like, it's not a bad film. It's good. It's worth a watch. It's very beautiful. Good performances, the take with um with Peter Ding or the the change with having Cyrano be, you know, a little person was a it was a welcome one, especially with somebody who's so talented as as Dinklage. Yeah. This was like the um, perfect, perfect like vehicle for him. Like just really, yeah. really like lovely and thoughtful in that aspect. The only the only part that I thought was like, uh, maybe this is like oversight and like didn't really I for, I forgot to mention this, that I'm like uh, they probably didn't mean to do this, but I was like, there is a subtle bit of like accidental kind of placating a stereotype in this in, in which we didn't mention that Christian is played oh, yes. by yeah, uh, yeah. A, a black actor where it's like, I mean, I didn't think about it until afterwards, maybe just because that's not something that's necessarily in the forefront of my mind. But I was like, it is kind of bad to have it be like, well, this black guy was like not really articulate, like needs this white guy to like sort of tell him how to like say words. But there's something kind of earnest about the way that it's played that I didn't. Yeah. At least for me anyway, like I could see like on paper that like, yes, this is this can be something that's seen as offensive. Yeah. And he dies too. And like, yeah. Right. right, And he dies. Right. Considering the history of how black people have been treated in cinema and stuff. Um, I, I guess whenever there's like weird British accents, I tend to like not think about that. Oh, sure. just sort of, oh well, it's just British people just, doing British things. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, I could do. I could say that that would, that would be like a, a criticism of it for sure that I could that I would point to and 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 feel. Although again, for whatever reason, to me the like you said, I think maybe part of it because of the the sort of bromance between the two of them was fun. Yeah, and like they play like because like there are productions of Cyrano or iterations of it where he's just played as like you know, an actual kind of dumb idiot. And like this Christian seems to be more like he just struggles to find like a very normal, like he's not stupid or anything. He's just, you know, he's not, he's not Cyrano. He is his own like really well-meaning, like, like vital young guy who just, you know, like has feelings. He just doesn't have like, yeah, like, and and it's played very much like, oh, also they're friends. Because, like, there's a lot of productions I've seen or versions where he is just kind of, like, a dumbass. And I don't think that's what this Christian is, you know, like. No, no, no. Yeah, and, yeah. and then also his friend, I, again, I forget what his name is. His du- the The his other, yeah, like, general dude, it's <laughs> yeah. his other bro yeah. is also. So it's not, like, the only black actor that's oh, in yeah. it. That no, it's colorblind casting. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, like, if you wanted to, which I know people on Twitter like to. Um, if, if you wanted to, you could, you could say that, but I mean, it didn't necessarily bother me, which is not to say it wouldn't bother some people. So just be warned. Yeah. But a cursory thought. Yeah. But anyway, yes, overall we liked it. Yes. Should have been, but we would have wanted to like it more, I think as the general. Yeah. I just wish it had been a little more. We, we were there with you for like so much of it and we're like, yeah. 
I, I just, you needed to be pushed more, yeah. more, more of what more, you did, more, more of it. And like, that's the thing, like, because this bombed, I'm like, we won't get more movies like this. Right. I'm like, just, I feel like, that yeah, do like, more. They, like, that's what makes me also very sad about it. I'm like, I'm sad this bombed. Cause like, as much as it's like, I want more, I'm like, I wish there were more movies like this getting made. Yes. You know? I think yeah. it, it could have been, you should have just turned it up. That's why kids, when you get like these kinds of opportunities, just fucking go for broke, like turn it up to an 11. Yeah. You have no <laughs> idea if anyone's ever going to be able to make another one of these kinds of things again. Greta Gerwig making Barbie. Just go full maximalist. Yeah, just like, go full. Lean yeah, in. exactly. Just lean in. Uh, so, I, so what we're saying is Cyrano should have been Barbie. And <laughs> that would have been crazy. That would have yeah. been amazing. I, I think I think I'm good. I think I think yeah, I, I, I think got- that's it. My Sierra notes guys have, uh, are done. notes are out. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have thoughts on, if you guys have Sierra notes as well, please yeah. let us know. Please. We are at Musical Splainin on fucking X. Ugh, on fu- oh. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> Twitter. It's still fucking Twitter. It's, it's Fuck still you guys. Twitter in, our, in the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Still Twitter. Musical Splainin with no G on Twitter. Musical Splaining with a G on Instagram. I am at Kavitarian on Twitter and at Permafriends on Instagram. Yes. And I am Y Angelina Y on Twitter and Angelina underscore S E E on Instagram. Uh, and of course we still have our Patreon, which you should definitely follow. We've been doing our monthly live streams. We've been doing our insane, uh, choose your own adventure story with my drawings. Uh, again, thank you to everyone who came out yes. to Comic-Con. Holy shit. Also Broadway con. Thank you. (laughs) No, like, no, like it fucking, it ruled. Like, yeah, I I wanted to say the exact same thing. Thank you so much. It was so fun getting to see everybody and talk to people. We have to give a special shout out to our listener, Lauren, who just unbelievable, incredible, came and saw me at fucking San Diego (laughs) Comic-Con and (laughs) on, I don't know, fucking Thursday or Friday or something. Yeah. I met her dad. They were, they were lovely. They were very friendly. Yeah. And fucking went to Broadway Con. Was at and- Broadway Con in New York City. <laughs> it was Sunday morning. I was like recovering. And uh, she came up to me and said, hey, are you Angelina Meehan? And was dressed in like the most amazing Pierre from the Great Comet of 1812 cosplay. And I was like, oh, yeah, I am. And she talked and she was like, oh, I was just at Comic Con. And I was like, what? what? That energy is the exact energy I want to carry through the rest of 2023 and into the rest of my life. And thank you so much. I Unbelievable. Mean, thank you ever, she, she did the Barbenheimer uh, in real life. It was she did incredible. The, the comic Broadway con, whatever you want to call it, mashup straight up. Fantastic. Thank you. That I, made our fucking week. I, that was I the vow, funniest thing like, ever. It was the best. I love that yes. so much. Yes. I will take that with me for, <laughs> for forever. Pretty much. That was great. So yes. thank you so much. But yes, thanks yes. to everyone who came out and said hi. Uh, I had a great time meeting everyone. I am assuming, yes, you did too. You. <laughs> I, I had a fantastic time as always. All of our fans are so nice and yeah, so friendly and you, they have a good sense of humor. They're yeah. fantastic and they're very supportive, which I love. Yeah. They also, I'm really glad that Broadway Con was at uh, at the same time. So I didn't have to fly out for that. So I got to do my own convention <laughs> sure, of Comic-Con stuff. Oh my God. Uh, also, everybody, thank you who came to my to my my panel that I was at Comic-Con. It was wonderful. Yeah. Um, it was the great. MENA panel, the Middle Eastern, North African one. So it was fun to talk about, you know, being a person of Middle Eastern, North African descent. Obviously, I'm a Persian person and talking about like our place in the industry and, you know, whatever, multiple industries and stuff. But overall, it just uh, fantastic. Such yes. a fun time. It was probably one of the most fun. I mean, certainly the most San Diego, the most fun I've had at San Diego in years. It, it was really great. So thank you guys. It yeah. really was wonderful to see you all. It made me so happy. Awesome. 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 It's what you deserve, um, man. But yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, thanks again, guys. Uh, yeah. We hope to see you again in a couple weeks. Yeah. And, we'll see you uh, in a couple weeks. See you com- at the theater. At the theater. And thanks again. Uh, again. Yeah. <laughs>